This is the Veterinary Life Coach Podcast with Dr. Julie Capel, episode number 128. to be here today on the podcast with you. I'm very excited to talk to you today about connections and why connections in our life are so important and how we can get better at making connections and nurturing connections with other people. Before we get into that, I just want to encourage you to reach out if you need connection or you need help. You can find me on my website, juliecapel.com or veterinarylifecoach.com. If you just want to learn about life coaching and what it's all about or how to help yourself either coach with me or find a coach that works with your personality, I'd be happy to help you do that. Or if you just have questions or suggestions on things that I can talk about on the podcast, or critiques and criticisms. I welcome that as well. So go to my website and sign up for my Wednesday weekly words, sign up for free coaching, learn about my programs, and learn a little bit about life coaching. You can also reach me by email, jacapelldbm at gmail.com. So let's talk a little bit about connection. Why is connection such an important thing? I know a lot of us in veterinary medicine are introverted, and so sometimes it feels like we get too much connection, too much social interaction because of the fact that our job is so public. We have to talk all day. We have to be friendly and smile and take people's grief, and there's so many emotions tied up in what we do every day. And so the last thing many of us want to do when we get off of work or home from work is be social and connect with people. And I know this is particularly true for those of you that are introverted, that extroverting that you have to do all day at work is very, very difficult. So getting home and getting in your cocoon and spending some time alone is very much part of your self-care. So I do not want to discount that. Even me as an extrovert, and I think I'm a pretty strong extrovert, when I get home from a busy day at work, I really don't want to talk to anyone. I'm talked out, I'm socialed out, whatever you want to call it. I am just overwhelmed with all the extroverting. And so doing that self-care that you need to do and being an introvert is really one of the things that you have to concentrate on in order to be a healthy person as an introvert. However, many of us are such strong introverts and we spend so much time in this extroverted world that we forget to nurture those very important connections and human connections that we need to have to be healthy. And I think that is part of what's going on in our profession. We hang on to that introversion and we get into those little cocoons and we forget that part of our self-care is connecting with people in our friend circle, in our relaxation circle, in our family circle. And if we don't remember to nurture that connection, then we become depressed, we become anxious. There has been research that shows that loneliness 
is on the rise in our society right now. And it doesn't make a lot of sense with all these social media platforms that we have. It seems like there are plenty of ways to reach out to people, but social media is still lonely. It's not human connection, really. And because we have tricked our brains into thinking that it is, it's contributing to this loneliness. And so it's harmful to be lonely. It's contributing to an increase in obesity, an increase in high blood pressure, all the things that anxiety and unhealthy habits create. So loneliness, in a way, is an unhealthy habit. Some of our introverting that we want to do is an unhealthy habit. So that is one of the reasons that I wanted to talk about this today, to encourage all of us to think about loneliness and our lack of connection as something that we need to work on in our life. Being part of a social group and part of a club, so to speak, is important for our identity. We wrap a lot of the way we think about ourselves around what other people think of us and the interactions that we have with others. And so because we're so busy and because we're so focused on self-care and work and families and all the things that we are required to do in our life, we have a tendency to let this connection piece fall by the wayside. So let's first talk about why social connection is so important and why connection, intimate connection, is important in our lives. Social connection and connections improve our quality of life. Have you ever agreed to go to a gathering and you just really didn't feel like it? You lamented it. You were like, oh, I wish I didn't agree to do this. And then you force yourself to go. And as you're there, you feel this sense of belonging. You feel a higher sense of well-being. You start to relax into the gathering and really start to value those connections that you're making. I had the opportunity yesterday to go to a wedding of a dear friend of ours. And that act of getting ready and driving there because it was a ways away was something that I really didn't feel like doing. I felt like it was taking up my entire day. But once I got there and I started to connect with people I hadn't connected with in a while, once I started to learn about what was going on in their lives and just feeling the feeling of having other people around me, it just felt very, very good. People I hadn't seen in a long time. It fostered this feeling in me of well-being. And after this year of COVID, And me as an extrovert, not having those connections, it really felt great and it boosted my feelings of well-being. Having someone to bounce ideas off of, someone to share your feelings with, having that sense of belonging increases your level of happiness. It reduces those stress hormones. It improves your feelings of self-worth. It even boosts your confidence. There have been studies done that show that people that don't have perceived social support are more likely to suffer from mental health disorders like anxiety and depression. So connecting with other people can reduce your anxiety and it can help pull you out of feelings of depression. 
Now, I don't want to say that that is the be-all and the end-all. We all know that there are instances of anxiety and depression that need to be worked on with a licensed therapist. There are people that have these issues that really need professional help and medical help. So don't discount your feelings of anxiety and depression if they're very serious. Don't take this podcast as something that if you just go out and have a good time with other people, you'll get better. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying that these connections can help pull you out of it. And even connecting with someone and telling them that you're in trouble and that you need help with your anxiety and depression, those other people might be able to help you get a therapist or get somewhere where you can receive the medical treatment that you need. Definitely don't take this podcast as me discounting these serious conditions, but the connections that we make in our life can really help us pull ourselves up and get the help that we need. There has also been research that has shown that social connections, family connections, not only help with your mental health, they can help with your physical health as well. The studies have shown that people with stronger social relationships had a 50% increased likelihood of survival when they're going through some physical hardship. They will live longer and survive longer if they have strong social connections. So it will definitely contribute to your actual physical health. And one way I find this in my own life is if I join a class to exercise or I join a group to bike ride or like my tap class. I haven't been to tap class lately because it kind of all fell apart during COVID, but I really need to get back to that because just having a group that you share a common interest with and then showing up there once a week really adds to that feeling of social connection because people in that class will miss you if you're not there. They'll wonder what happened to you last week when you didn't show up. They'll reach out with concern when you're not there and not a part of this social group. So if you don't have a social group that you belong to in some way, it will really help you to create that participation in a group of something that you enjoy. And it doesn't have to be a real active group. It can be something like crocheting or getting together to sew with other people. There's quilting groups. There are activities that you can do in a group setting that allow you to make those human connections no matter what it is. And even if it's not a physical challenging group, if you're sitting on your butt doing scrapbooking like I do, it creates that physical connection and it can help you with your physical health which is really interesting, right? You can be physically healthier just by participating in a social group, not even exercising. I find that really fascinating. And I found a study by the CDC, and it said the degree to which a person or group is socially close, interrelated, or shares resources with other persons or groups can play a crucial role in protecting a person against suicidal thoughts and behaviors. And wow, isn't that something? If we could help ourselves avoid suicide by just belonging 
to a social group or having a strong social connection with someone, that is just fascinating and amazing. Another thing about social connection or strong personal connections is that it helps us to regulate our emotions. When we have strong emotions, we need to be able to feel them and not avoid them. Part of the problem with anxiety is our ability to actually feel it and process it. And if we don't have a strong reason or a strong way to process our feelings, they will build up and get worse. And so that is why I love coaching so much. It helps us deal with our emotions. Social connection can help you share your emotion. And if we have a friend that we can bounce our feelings off of and our thoughts off of, if we have a family member that will just listen to us and let us get it out of our body, it can often decrease those feelings of isolation, anxiety, and depression. So having some social connection, even if it's just one person, allows us to help regulate those emotions and deal with those emotions. Another reason for us to build strong connections is it builds our self-esteem. And I'm not talking about when you go to a party and you're a little bit introverted or you're a little bit shy and nobody talks to you or you're kind of awkwardly standing there with your drink trying to figure out what to do and who to talk to. Believe me, I have felt that way in many, many groups. I'm not talking about that kind of social connection because for many of us, going into a large group of people is very overwhelming, especially people that you don't know. So I would like to encourage you when you're feeling those feelings of isolation in a large group that it's totally normal for your brain to go there because our brain has this innate need to feel social connection. But when you're in a big group of strangers and you're not 100% confident or comfortable in yourself, it's really hard to just dive in and try to make connections. So that is really hard on your self-esteem. But if you can find someone in that group to connect with, or if you have a one-on-one interaction where you can connect with another person, that is really going to help you build your self-esteem. Because have you ever been in that party where you felt super awkward and you were standing there looking around, looking for somebody that you know, and you know there's 50 people and you don't know a soul and you feel really out of place and you start fidgeting and checking out what everybody's wearing because maybe you, your clothes aren't quite fitting in. Like I've been there so many times. I have this socially awkward sometimes feeling that I get when I walk into a big room full of people I don't know. And then someone walks in the room that I do know. And all of a sudden, I get way more confident. I feel way better about myself. I gravitate towards this person that I know, and then I start this social connection, right? You can feel it. You can feel your anxiety going away. You can feel your self-esteem rising. You become more important in your own eyes. And then as you are connected with this one person that you know, then it's easier to branch out and meet others. And sometimes the best parties I've ever been to are those where I either didn't know a soul and I pushed myself to get to know people and just tried to chat with people and then all of a sudden made a connection. Or I had one other person in the room that I knew and the two of us made these other connections. 
So I would like to encourage you if you're socially awkward or you have trouble in big groups, just try to feel that awkwardness and feel that feeling of being out of place and just allow it to be there and then take a step into making a connection with someone because it will really inspire and motivate you to meet more people and it will reinforce your sense of self and the fact that you really are worthy of having these connections with other people. I don't know what it is that the social connection does for us on a really, really deep level, except I do know that our primitive brain craves it. Our primitive brain knows that you have to be part of a social group in order to survive the bear attack or the saber-toothed tiger attack or whatever it is in our primitive, primitive, primitive brain that wants us to connect with other people. And so if you can embrace that social awkwardness and actually push yourself a little bit into that zone of learning out of your comfort zone before you go into that panic zone. Just feel a little bit uncomfortable until you find a little bit of connection with another human, then build that social connection. It really is worthwhile. And it's such an exercise in self-esteem and building your sense of self. You can learn so much about yourself in those situations. And then you can look back on those feelings that you had when you first walked into the party of, I've got the wrong clothes on. Everybody else is more casual than I am, which has happened to me before. I have a tendency to overdress instead of underdress. That's my insecurity, right? And if you walk into a room and everybody's got khakis on and you have a dress on, you feel out of place. But if you can just stay with that awkward feeling and then connect with one person, then it gets easier and easier to connect with others. And I've met some very beautiful people in very awkward situations. So really try to think about this exercise of social connection as a way to grow your inner self and grow your self-esteem and motivate you to become better at making these small connections. Because from small connections come larger, more intimate connections. And that's where your really, really good friends come from. Many of the friends that I know would show up if I was on my deathbed have come from casual connections that I've made over the years. So that leads me into how do you become more connected? If you feel lonely, if you feel like you don't have a lot of great friendships or your family isn't supportive of you or you're lonely and you're out there struggling, then how do we do this better? Besides going to the party that you really don't want to go to, which I kind of already talked about, another way you can start to create some social connections if you're feeling lonely is to join a club or do a group activity. And I kind of touched on this earlier in the podcast. My dog is growling in the background. So if you hear a little bit of growling, it's just Parker. I guess someone's outside and he's trying to be my watchdog. Anyway, joining a club or a group is going to bring you more social connection. And it may not be every person in that group. It might just be one. One of my very best friends I met in a tap class years ago 
I don't know anyone else from that tap class, but this one person, we connected as we were taking our lessons, and we have been friends ever since. We go to all of our tap classes together. We see each other all the time, and it was just from me joining this one class. So anything you're interested in, there's a group or a club. And if you're strongly introverted and you feel really awkward in a group situation, don't despair. You can still do this. You can still join a club or do an activity that allows you to be somewhat introverted, but also meet people, right? I know that sounds weird, but it's true. Introverts can create very strong connections with other people that have mutual interests. So whatever it is that you're interested in, look in your local community to see if there's a club. It's likely that most of the people in that club are also introverts, depending on what the activity is. And if you do go to a club activity for the first time and you're very, very frightened to do that because you're socially awkward, like me at the party sometimes, You can either take someone along with you that you already have a connection with to give you kind of a buffer. Or the other thing I like to do is when I walk into a room of strangers, and I did this in college for years, I was always intimidated when I walked into a new class. And I do this at CE when I go. I look around the room and I try to find a place near somebody that looks friendly to me. So I'll look around the room and I'll see someone that's alone, that doesn't have another person that they're chatting with, that looks relatively friendly, and then I'll just plunk down a couple of seats away from that person. And I might smile and say hi, or I might not, but if I put myself in the vicinity of people that are non-threatening to me, it helps me get over that feeling of being terrified of meeting new, new people. And I know we've all had this feeling, whether you're extrovert or introvert. It's difficult sometimes to put yourself out there because we're all afraid that someone's not going to like us. But many, many times I've put myself in a position to be near some people that looked friendly and they gladly included me in their conversation or I was able to easily jump into the conversation or ask a question And at CE, it's easy because people have name tags on or you know they're from all over the United States or all over the world. So the easy thing to do is ask them where they're from. And you already know that they have a common interest because if they're in a CE class, they have an interest in whatever that class is about. The same thing for a club. If you show up and you have a really strong interest in reading and you show up to a book club, you automatically have a connection point. And so all you have to do is strike up a conversation or just sit there and wait till the extrovert next to you starts to talk to you, right? Another thing that you can do to create more connections in your life is introduce yourself to a neighbor. If you live in an apartment building and you're out getting the mail and somebody's there, just introduce yourself. You might create a connection that way. Or if you live in a neighborhood and your neighbors are outside, you know, wave to them, say hello, You can even do some random acts of kindness. And I really love doing this. I love it when I can, you know, buy something for someone or let someone go in front of me in line. It really feels good to put yourself out there in a kind way. And sometimes you'll actually meet people doing this. Another thing that you can do to create more connection 
is to reach out to someone that you used to know, that you were friends with in school, in high school, in college. Gently reach out to them and ask them how they're doing. You can even do this via social media, but actually ask them to meet up with you. Would you like to go have a cup of coffee so we can reconnect? Would you like to chat? That will allow you to create friendships with the people that you've lost touch with. And sometimes your little brain will say, oh, they'll think I'm weird if I ask them to go out with me. They'll think I'm strange. But I'll tell you, nine times out of 10, those people are waiting for somebody to reach out to them. They're waiting for someone to connect with. And you might be that someone. You might pull them out of their anxiety by reaching out. Not only will you be allowing yourself to get a better connection, you might be helping someone else. So just the fact that you reach out to an old friend might be the things that saves them. And I never think about that. I always think, oh, maybe they're busy or they'll think I'm weird or maybe they don't want to hang out with me. Maybe they don't like me. But I have had instances where I reached out and that person was so grateful that I did because they needed someone at that time. If you're struggling with a group situation, Volunteering is a wonderful way to make new connections. I've met so many people through volunteering for different groups. I've volunteered for church groups. I've met beautiful people that way. I volunteered at our local Leader Dogs for the Blind to do my veterinary work there just as a volunteer. And I met some beautiful people that way and made some connections. Volunteering at your local VMA Getting on a board is a great way to make a connection, especially if you're very introverted and you're afraid. Volunteer to be on a board. Oh my gosh, it's great. You get to go to meetings all year long, sometimes once a month, sometimes once a quarter on your local VMA. That's amazing fun. You'll learn some leadership skills and you'll also get to know some really interesting, amazing people in your area. And the last thing I would challenge you to do If you're struggling with these connections and you want to make stronger connections in your life and it's a big struggle and you're just challenging yourself and it's just not working because your social anxiety or just your general overall feeling of anxiety and loneliness is overwhelming to you, send someone an email, reach out on social media. Any little step that you can take to ask for help will help. I always encourage people on this podcast to reach out to me as a coach, but I understand that that can be intimidating, right? It's hard to reach out to someone that you don't know, even if it's virtually. But if you can just take that one tiny step to send someone an email and say, I really need help working on this feeling that I'm having of lack of social connection or anxiety or whatever those feelings are, Just taking that one small step will allow you to open up to feeling better. I have even encouraged people to ask someone that you work with to help you send that email and ask for help. Sometimes that's what it takes. A friend, a family member, your real social connection that you have to help you make another social connection. And if you feel like you have no connections to anyone, you have a connection to me just by listening to this podcast. So send me an email and I will help you.
So let me summarize these things again. Social connection will help you reduce your anxiety, help with loneliness, build your self-esteem, motivate you, inspire you, and give real meaning to your life. And the ways that you can form more social connections are volunteering, joining a club, reaching out to an old friend, performing random random acts of kindness, saying hello to a neighbor, introducing yourself at a gathering or a CE event. Any of these things can help you step out of that uncomfortable position that you're in of lack of social connection and make some social connection. Even the act of reaching out by email to ask for help is the first step in getting better and feeling better. So on another podcast, we'll talk about how to improve your relationships once you have these connections with other people, because once you have a connection, sometimes that can get muddy, right? But that's not part of this podcast. This podcast is just encouraging us to build more connection with other humans, because it really will improve the quality of your life. So for part of your self-care this week, I'm going to challenge you to take one step to improve or to create a new connection in your life. And if you do so, if you take that one step, I'd love to hear about it. You can email me at jacapeldvm at gmail.com and tell me what you did this week to improve your connections. I thank you so much for listening to me today. I really appreciate it. I'm sorry Parker was barking in the background, (laughs) but uh, I'm sure you all understand if you have dogs of your own that can't leave your side as you're working, as mine can't. And I just want to give a quick shout out to my son, Tristan Capel, who writes the music and does the sound for me on this podcast. I would love you to reach out to him and listen to his music, tristancapel.com. He has lots of music out there that he's written. You can follow him on Instagram and see the things that he produces there. I would love to have you hear the amazing things that he's doing. And right now he's in the process of writing me some new music for the podcast. So anyway, look up Tristan Capel. Give him a little nod of thanks for helping me on this podcast and bring it to you. I wish you a beautiful, socially connected week. I'll talk to you soon. Bye.